0: I usually don't have to edit our podcasts very heavily, but I'm gonna, I said some stuff today that's just not gonna fly. <laughs> on every show and through every fight, it was on my side. It's evil and I will cry. Guess your scores have to go. That's too high. That's not right. That's too low. People came to listen for the albums we review They listen to us bust each other's balls Dave holds it all together like a tube of sniffing glue He laughs at all my jokes and my super low IQ, yeah, yeah And Dave and V are not my brothers They're just three guys who said they'd come do the show Soon. Showtime. Welcome to Breaking Vinyl. I'm your host, Des, aka
1: Johnny Johnny Johnny, Johnny,
0: Johnny, Johnny, As always, I'm joined by my three co-hosts. First up, the podcaster, coming through in high fidelity
2: Evil Ed. Uh hey.
0: Okay, Uh, Beavis. (laughs) Next up, the podcaster playing the deep cuts.
1: Dangerous Dave. Hey everybody, how's it going?
0: And last but not least, the podcaster with a degree in rock and roll. The man, the myth, the legend.
1: Bekenstein.
0: All right. Yeah. Um, one day he's gonna come with some fire. I felt a little extra spark in that hay, though.
3: Okay. <laughs> a little S- spelling bee champ. There's spelling a little... bee champ had to come strong, you know.
0: <laughs> spelling bee champ. He says, "Okay, you're actually tied with my wife because she took the spelling bee and correctly uh, spelled all the words as well." So
3: <clears throat> nice.
0: That is on the horizon. As always, the mission of this show is for us to introduce each other and you, the listeners, to albums and bands which you may never have heard before, while also discussing the classics. And on occasion, we will ruthlessly insult each other's music taste. So sit back and enjoy the show. Tonight, we will be discussing Thrilla, the sixth studio album by Michael Jackson, produced by the great Quincy Jones, released on November 29th of 1982, on Epic Records. The album peaked at the number one spot on the Billboard 200. The band's lineup was as follows. The great Michael Jackson on lead vocals and a shitload of other musicians. Go to Wikipedia if you need to know who played what. All right, let's do some band facts. I will go first, and I've got a deep cut on this one. Eddie Van Halen played lead
1: guitar on Beat It.
2: (laughs) Yeah, uh, I can't believe you stole that one. Okay.
0: Wow.
1: <laughs> Recording took place from April to November 1982 at Westlake Recording Studios in Los Angeles, California, with a budget at the time of $750,000. Sounds like a deal. Uh, yeah, equivalent to about 2 point something million. Uh, I saw somewhere uh, for inflation today. By the end of 1983, Thriller became the best-selling album of all time with 70 million copies worldwide. That record still holds. Incidentally, ACDC's Back in Black that we recently talked about is number two.
0: But not on our list. Yeah. Fucking magoos. (laughs) Ed, what do you got? (laughs)
2: Uh, What album are we doing, Duzzy? Thriller. Why, did I spell it wrong? Uh, right? y- you pronounce Thriller, finally? Yeah, you're like, we're doing Thrilla.
0: Oh, shit. Well, <laughs> like no, where are we from?
2: He's from yeah. Boston. What do you want? <laughs> from Boston. It's fucking Thrilla, you know, kid? <laughs> Thrilla. Uh, it's Wahlberg. funny because I don't normally hear your accent. And yeah, that was just glaring <laughs> to me.
0: <laughs> oh, shit.
2: Yeah, kid. Boston. <clears throat> uh, yeah, what's funny is there's one album that sold better, but it's uh, it's a compilation. So it technically, I guess doesn't count. Uh, and it's only recently; I think it's the last couple of years it overtook, and that would be the Eagles' greatest hits mm, the <laughs> album.
0: But not, but not a studio album, so we can't review it.
2: <laughs> yeah, no. Hey, listen, I'll do Hotel California any day of the week. I love Don't the see. Eagles. I do too. Uh, yep. So, after so, this is if you haven't watched the documentary Quincy, which is about Quincy Jones, watch it. There's a part in in here where uh, after they recorded Off the Wall, which was a monster album by Michael Jackson, uh, Michael told Quincy Jones he wanted his next album to be even bigger. And Quincy Jones is like, how do you beat that? It's like the hits that were on Off the Wall were ridiculous. Don't stop till you get enough. Rock with you. Off the Wall, girlfriend, and she's out of my life. It's, it's like, just how do you do it? So then they go and they do Thriller, which obviously, as Dave said, had seven hit songs. And then Michael Jackson again said, I want to beat it. And they put out Bad. That had eight hit songs. I Can't Stop Loving You, Bad, The Way You Make Me Feel, Man in the Mirror, Dirty Diana, Another Part of Me, Smooth Criminal, and Leave Me Alone. That's hot. It's like the sp- those three albums... It, it, it's like the amount of hits is just re- relentless. It blows my mind. Um, but, uh, like, it's, I don't know. It's, I just can't fathom that. It kills me. But uh, overall, uh, a good chunk of the background musicians were the band Toto. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Picaro Brothers, uh, Steve Lukather, they're all over this album, uncredited, um, which is what kills me. Um, the album name "Thriller" uh, was decided before they wrote the song "Thriller."
0: Hmm. Before uh, Quincy Jones wrote the song "Thriller," I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, Rick Rick James, right? Yeah. is that is that right? James.
2: <laughs> eh, <that laughs> okay, mm-hmm. we'll get to it. Yeah, uh, Michael Jackson was sued for the song "Wanna Be Startin' Something" by a Cameroon musician named Manu. DeBango over the phrase Mamako Mamasa because that there's a similar phrase throughout that entire song Um and it's like a huge part of the song so either way they settled uh, on a compensation package and I'm, oh god this is gonna kill me because I didn't hear it until I read this and now I can't unhear it. Uh, Daryl Hall states during the recording of We Are The World, Michael Jackson admitted to him that they poached the bass line from I Can't Go For That for the song Billie Jean. Oh, shit. And now I'm like, fuck, I can't unhear that. <laughs> and it kills me because oh. I mean, it's literally almost the exact baseline um i love both of those songs i love both
0: of those songs and i love them both because i those like two of my favorite bass lines now i know why right (laughs) (laughs) uh
2: one last one last uh piece of information here uh dave page i forget how to you pronounce his last name from toto uh was working on two demos for the album he asked his uh fellow bandmate steve Picaro. Also, Toto, to record the songs to cassette. Mm. Steve was out of cassettes, and he reused one of the Toto demo cassettes. And Quincy Jones did not like the two songs that were submitted, but there was a third song on the cassette that eventually became Human Nature. Oh, shit. That's fucking crazy. Wow.
0: Oh, my God. All right. Uh, Fee, what do you got on this one?
3: Uh, not much after those guys. I yeah. know. Me neither.
2: Uh... Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> It's I get all excited about this one.
3: <laughs> oh, totally, totally. And what's not, what's not to get excited about? There were just so many facts that I was reading about throughout the course of the week that I just I don't know. The only thing that really got me was I that I didn't realize before were that all the guys from Total involved in this and uh, makes sense because musically this this was fucking solid album. So oh, totally. That's all I got.
2: Yeah, there's actually there's a real good documentary called Hired Gun. Uh, yeah, I think it was on Netflix for a while. Yeah, and, so yeah, yeah, yeah and they go through and there's a couple great Michael Jackson stories on there because of Steve Lukather and how he played the guitar tracks under Eddie Van Halen solo. But also there's a drummer, uh, and I can't remember his name. I feel bad. Um, where Michael, he tells the story on how Michael Jackson was having trouble with this lyric and the drummer helped him out (laughs) and the drummer goes, uh, it made the album. And it wound up being like a huge hit song. And the drummer kind of nailed like the most important part of the lyric. And Michael Jack was like, oh, yes. It's like, thanks. You know, you want like 10%? And the guy's like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Oh, shit. You know? <laughs> yeah. It was like some ridiculous thing where Michael was just giving away like a percentage of the song. And the drummer's like, yeah, the next day I got a legal document stating you were going to get nothing and you are going to like it.
0: Oh, I would have been like, how about if I just take like a half a percent? That would be fine on
2: Thriller. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you yeah. get paid to be a session drummer. That's it. Oh shit! Yeah, fucking like
3: douche, huh? My, Michael Michael started with the K Y, ended with the K Y. Did the kitty litter, man? Oh no! Fucking bogus, <laughs> bogus. Yeah.
0: Oh god. Um. All right. Let's do some opening thoughts. So, guys, I could not help but to listen to this album and think about our show we did with um Purple Rain. You have to king of pop, which albums bigger, which albums better. So I don't remember what my score was on purple rain. I kind of hope that it was a little higher than what I gave this. So I felt like this album suffered from 1982. Okay. It was dated in a slightly bad way because it had a little too much disco influence on it. More than I remembered it having Uh purple rain was cooler. It was edgier. It was just, it was just a cooler album. This one had a couple of bigger hits on it. I mean, Thriller, Billie Jean, Beat It, of course, but they weren't as cool as fucking when doves cry or fucking little red or Nikki or little red. Cry. It's a cooler album. I digress. Uh, this album came out when I was twelve, basically. I listened to it on my Yaya's giant. Remember those giant cabinet record players? They were like had the tweed front on it. The size of like a VW bug. Okay. (laughs) I used to listen. The entire wall. (laughs) Totally. I used to listen to it in my, and Yaya's Greek for grandmother. I used to listen to it in her music room. She had this room with a piano, this giant record player, a couple of white leather sofas that were covered in plastic that never came off till the day she died. Nobody ever sat actually on the couches, okay? So I used to sit in there and listen to this album and another album I got that same summer, which was Kiss Dynasty. And I went back and forth between these two albums all day long until, again, she'd be like, shut up, shut the fuck music off. I listen to no more of this music today. Okay. And I loved them both. (laughs) Dave, what do you (laughs) got?
1: Which part are we on now? Do do we listen to the uh, album beforehand? Right? (laughs)
2: No. (laughs) Okay. It's Desi's grandma story time. yeah. All right.
1: right. So yeah, I mean, I had the album. I don't really remember listening to it all the way through. You know, we've all heard the big songs, which is almost the entire album, except for two songs that are album tracks. Um, You know, all time classic, of course.
2: Hey. Uh, yeah, it's. I'm, I'm with Dave. It's. I remember having it. I remember listening to it, but I can't remember. The I think the hits were just so big. I didn't really remember the tracks that weren't hits, uh, and I'm glad I you know I listened to them the way I did because I really liked them. So, Fee, what do you got on this one? And did it did it
0: smell a little like disco to you? Did it get a little foul in spots, or were you okay?
3: I was completely okay, okay. with this. This will okay. be, be one of my highest-rated albums. I'll tell okay. you that. Um, I love this fucking album. I've listened to it front to back many, many times. Kind of like you, Des, because at my grandparents' house we had one of those big old fucking cabinet <laughs> record players too. That was awesome, and that was one that was just a, a family record at that time. You know, my I think my mom had bought it or something like that. So. Yeah, I, I've always loved this, and I was excited to review it because I was really surprised that it would show up on this show, you know? <laughs> yeah, it had to. It had to. Yeah.
0: Um, and I only say the disco thing because, like I said, I was comparing it to Prince because you have to compare it to Prince, and I think Prince is the You? How can you disagree? The biggest controversy is who's the king of pop, Prince or Michael, and these are their two most iconic Prince records. Prince is a pop
2: artist. You, you've never 100%. heard who's the king of pop.
0: Who's the king of pop? You never heard that. You've never I heard. Have, the but I think version. it's
2: ridiculous because
0: Prince isn't a pop guy. Well, you're all by yourself on an island because the rest of the world wants to know. No, and fucking... I'm not. <laughs> Prince is a funk guy, and he's rock and roll, and he plays. I get it, right? And I'm trying to answer the question. The world wants to you're, know. You're comparing a rock album with a pop dance album. Listen, I didn't invent a question. I'm just trying to answer it for the public, okay?
2: I think you're failing again, Des. Oh, this, you. know you. what? I quit. That's it. This is a complete okay. failure.
0: Show's over. That's it. I'm hitting the stop button now. Thank you for joining us the last 27 episodes, and have a nice evening. Okay. We're not going to do that. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Um. So... Uh, That does it for the opening thoughts. And now it is time for the King of Pop quiz. (laughs) Where one of you will be crowned the King of Pop. This is so fucking dumb. I'm going to read five quotes, okay? And it will be up to each one of you to tell me whether the quote came from Michael Jackson or Prince. And uh, yeah, Ed, you really fucked the setup for this with all your fucking, this isn't a pop star. doesn't even make sense now.
2: Okay. It makes total sense. You're just okay, a fucking idiot. Go.
0: No, ah, I mean my my quiz doesn't
2: my quiz doesn't make sense now. My quiz doesn't make sense now. No, it does because listen, there's one thing that there it the real question should be who's crazier? Prince or Michael Jackson? Or me. Okay. Or you, yeah. Actually, yeah, we should throw in your like who said it? Des <laughs> Prince or Michael Jackson?
0: Dude, I had a listener write in to me, he emailed me and he said, I honestly wonder if you're losing your mind. That's all it said. That's all it said. showed it to my wife and she laughed. Okay, here we go. Quote number one, I'm never pleased with anything. I'm a perfectionist. It's who I am. Dave, who said it? Uh, Prince. Okay. And Ed, who said it?
2: I'm going to say Michael Jackson.
0: And Fee, who said it?
2: I'm going with Prince on this one.
0: Okay. Number two, there's a dark side to everything. Dave, who said it?
2: Michael Jackson.
0: Okay. And Ed?
2: I'm going with Prince.
0: And Fee?
3: I'm going with Michael Jackson on this one, too.
0: Okay. Number three, I like constructive criticism from smart people.
1: Dave. Ooh.
2: Um, Prince.
0: Okay. And Mr. Ed.
2: Michael Jackson.
0: Okay. And <laughs> Fee.
3: See what we're doing here. i
0: Yeah,
3: I'm going with Dave again. Yeah. that has got to be Prince. <laughs> okay.
0: And last but not least, beat me, hate me, you can never break me. Dave, who do you got? Uh,
2: Michael Jackson
0: Okay And Ed?
2: I will agree with him, Michael Jackson
0: Okay, and Fee? Prince Okay um, Did I miss one? One, two, three, four, five (laughs) There's a dog Oh, and I've got one more Okay Too much freedom can lead to the soul's Decay
2: Dave. Sounds like Prince.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, Ed.
2: Yeah, I'm going with Prince.
0: And Fee.
3: Yeah, that's three for me, Prince. It's yeah. three
0: for Sweet. All right, so let's add up the scores. Uh, Dave, you got three correct.
2: Take it question by question.
0: Um, I will. I will give you the answers. Um, Ed, you got four correct. Oh, nice. And Ed. Fee, you were not the champ. You got two correct. Uh, Okay, so um, number one, I'm never pleased with anything. I'm a perfectionist. That was Michael Jackson. Number two, there's a dark side to everything. That was, in fact, Prince. Number three, I like constructive criticism from smart people. Again, Prince. Too much freedom can lead to the soul's decay. Again, Prince. And beat me, hate me, you can never break me, Michael Jackson. So there you go. Is that fun?
2: (laughs) I don't know. (laughs)
0: Yay. (laughs) Who's the winner? So it's funny, I
2: I have actually a Prince story in, uh, I will the person I heard it from shall remain nameless, but, uh, they're connected, uh, a <laughs> what? they're connected in the industry. Okay. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, not connected to how you doing.
0: Hey, connected to the <laughs> North end, you know? Hey. Right. <laughs> but, uh,
2: <laughs> uh, so he was telling me, uh, he is a friend who's a drummer and he was playing with Prince at the time. And he had the opportunity during a break in Prince's recording and touring schedule to jump on with another band, do a quick little tour and be back in time to start the Prince work again. So he reached out to Prince to double check and make sure. And Prince literally said, you know what? No, I'm not sure how I feel about this. So The guy's like, all right, well, let me know. So Prince gives him permission to do this. And I may have the story. I may cross a couple of things, but it's pretty much the overall thing you'll get. Uh, The day the guy's supposed to leave, Prince calls him up and says, hey, there's a ticket waiting for you. I need you in the UK to record some jams with me. And the guy's supposed to be going on tour with this other band. He to renege on that contract to go, do something with prince he lands in the uk and then prince changed his mind and sent him right back oh what a gag so he totally <laughs> didn't even get to like like the guy just prince just basically changed his mind and said you know what i don't want you to do this with this other band and yeah. then yeah the guy kind of lost out on the gig and uh yeah it's a total shit move and the more i research into prince the more i realize he was kind of like that's who he was
0: so, Ed, was the uh, band, without saying who it was, A-List, B-List, C-List? The tour of the guy?
2: They were like a B-List band.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, good story. Let's get into the uh, day. Uh, Ed, King of Pop quiz. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's get into the track <laughs> breakdown on this one. Uh, Want to be starting something. I will take this one. So, right off the bat. The use of stereo here, brilliant. There's so much going on, hard right and hard left. We get the egg shaker, which is going to be a huge part of this album. It's like the main hook on one of the biggest songs. It's a fucking egg shaker. Come on. So good. Um, and then did you guys catch these tiny little strange accent vocals that Michael was like creepily speaking in your ears?
1: Oh, yeah, right at oh. the beginning. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. And and actually, throughout the song, there's a couple of them where I'm like, ee. um beautiful brass beautiful brass you know i loved it Uh, my only knock on this one song and this is where and so it's on this song but the rest of the album michael was smarter than prince was and it's where this album separates itself from purple rain was i wish they had gone away from this main drum beat and getting this really like monotonous electric drum beat and I wish that they had gone to the studio drummer that they used on most of the album, because it was a great intro drum beat, just like in Billy Jean, but the difference is they didn't transition into the, um, the live drums, which I really wanted. So that was my only knock, but I mean, it's a fucking great song. Dave, what do you got?
1: Uh, good opener. Uh, we talked about the uh, little vocal uh, additions, vocal improvisations to the instrumental parts, uh, just sort of adding to the background uh horns incredible michael jackson vocal range Uh, the song is almost all chorus uh it sort Mm. of veers off into weirdo land into the you're a vegetable section with weird like pitch shifted vocals um you know kind of a ballsy move for for a pop song there's some weird stuff in there if you really listen uh then they pull back super funky guitar solo simple but effective. Uh, Weird lyrics in the song, but, you know, who cares? Uh, The bridge is awesome and elevates the song. I really like that. Uh, Brings in the chant after. Uh, Climaxes in an African-inspired chant. Uh, According to Wikipedia, often misidentified as Swahili, but actually syllables based on juwala, giving the song an international flavor. Sort of left turn for the song. Very brave move for track number one but it's cool. Holy fucking professor on that one. Jesus
0: Christ. <laughs> <laughs> fucking brought it hard on that tune. Uh,
2: Ed, what do you got? Uh, Dave, was this before or after Lionel Richie dancing on the ceiling? Oh, I don't know. I didn't look that up. Because he did kind of did the same thing now that you mentioned, you know, now that you, I'm thinking about it, you mentioned that and then the lawsuit and I'm like, wait a minute. Lionel Richie kind of did the same thing with you know, the whole African beat and in lyrics in there. And I was like, Oh, it's kind of cool. But now I feel like who stole it from who? Yeah, <laughs> Dude, It reminds
0: me. me of a African child by, um, what's his name there? Uh, Russell Brand in the movie, uh, losing Sarah Silverman or whatever it is. It's, have you ever seen the movie?
2: Oh, no, I never saw that one. <laughs> it's get him to the Greek. He plays, he's, yeah.
0: Yeah. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. He plays the same character in get him to the Greek He plays Aldo snow. And it's one of his songs is fucking African child. (laughs) And it's so good.
2: Sorry, sorry. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But, uh, you know, it's kind of funny. We all have a lot of the same comments on this song. Uh, You know, there's... In in my first line here in note is, there's going to be a lot of things repeated uh, because this album is just so much groove, so much feeling is so good. Uh, But the bass synth rhythm... I really think right out of the gate, it just it's, it's such a great groove. Uh, but it's, it's one of those, it flows and doesn't change at all. Like it, the same bass drum track throughout the whole thing. It kind of bothers me, but for this song, it just works because there's so many other little accents in the background and, and you don't really notice the amount of them until you have headphones on like really good headphones that can pick it all up. Um, you know, because the, the little like guitar that's in the background, there's like two little guitar parts. And I'm oh like, God. Oh, I never noticed them. I'm like, those are fucking dope. So much feeling groove to it. I loved it. Uh, you know, and it's another song that starts with the chorus and kind of like, how can you not? It's just a great hook. Uh And then, it, you know, like Dave said, the whole vegetable part, I'm like, I've so said this confirm. song a thousand times, not knowing what the hell the lyrics are. And now that I know what the lyrics are in that part, I'm like, who said that's a great idea? It's literally, <laughs> you're a vegetable twice. Still, they hate you twice. You're a vegetable twice. You're just a buffet twice. They eat off you twice. You're a vegetable. So he says vegetable. We're going to confirm that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I always thought I was singing it wrong.
0: Okay. <laughs> oh my
2: god. It's actually like, kind of cool. I wish though. I didn't know this because now it just it kind of just No,
0: it's kinda bothers. cool though. Think about those lyrics. You're a buffet, they're fucking like he's saying, like I don't I'm kinda taking it like, you know, the public and everybody is just eating off his
2: And and I get that. And I get that. I just think it could have I think I think they're just cheesy lyrics to get that point across. Okay. Could have uh, been smoother. speaking of
0: Cheesy lyrics. Did you guys like my cheesy lyrics on that intro? Great.
2: Pretty good, right? Pretty good. Yeah. I could be writing oh, jingles. I could I'm be so writing, jingles. And, I could be writing my jingles. Tracks didn't line up because uh, yeah, and, I had a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> and how about those? Uh, how about those falsettos I sang? I hit some pretty good notes there, right? I was I was pretty psyched about that. I thought it was going pretty good. So I, I actually did get an opportunity to do a jingle for a um, a uh, what is it? company that, uh, does real estate company in Florida. Um, a friend of mine, uh, actually a friend of my wife's knows that I do music and stuff and she works for a pretty big company out there and they were looking to buy a jingle and they paid me to write something. Didn't guarantee they were going to use it. So I wrote this fucking jingle for a fucking real estate company. I sent out the rough and they fucking used it and paid me. So pretty cool. Gets played That's on the radio. Awesome. When, gets played on the radio in Florida. Nice. <laughs> I'm like Charlie Harper.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Fee. Fee, what do you got? Uh, th-
3: yeah, I don't get the vegetable thing either. I, regardless, this song's a playlist for me. Um, my my first note was just if this doesn't make you want to get out of your chair, you're fucking dead inside. You know, like this is a this is a great like dance track right here. But um, and a great way to introduce the album. You, you know, in my opinion, but the uh, yeah, the vegetable thing is just kind of weird. And with the, with the earbud listen, it got even weirder. You know. Um, either way, it was great. I love this song. I'll, I'll play it 10,000 more times in my life, I hope. Yeah, this
0: is a headphone album. Have to listen to it with headphones. Never realized it, how Definitely. heavy it leans on the left and right. And those drums, mm-hmm. because it's the exception and not the rule on the album, 100% give it a pass. It's fine. And like Ed said, they put enough other shit in there with it to where it doesn't sound stale. All right. <clears throat> Second track, Baby Be Mine. Okay. Now, this is the drum track I wanted to hear in the first track. Um, and this is the drum track that I wanted to hear on the entire Purple Rain album. This would have taken Purple Rain to another level if he had had the uh, Warenthal. huh? like that fee, Werenthal. Pretty good, right?
3: Not nah, wrong, wrong.
0: word. Oh yeah. fuck!
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Did
2: you say yeah. wherewithall?
3: Yes. <laughs> Wherewithal. Yeah. Wherewithal, okay. Yes.
2: Okay. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep.
3: Okay.
2: Okay. okay. I like the uh, real word. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, it would have yeah. it would have worked, and I put it there. And uh, fucking the intention yeah.
2: was it, Des? One hundred percent for the intent.
0: Dave laughs at my low IQ. <clears throat> Uh, but we get a very rare, straightforward Michael Jackson vocal here. Did you guys notice that? Like, this is stripped down Michael Jackson though. <laughs> and all the and all the like this is just Michael Jackson singing, and it's beautiful. He hits a couple of notes in here that are just so clean. Oh, really, really good. In my opinion, this is a very underrated Michael Jackson song because it's surrounded by so many fucking monsters. It's a great, great fucking track. Uh, Dave, what do you got?
1: Yeah, that's the thing. is kind of gets overlooked. Uh, starts as a standard funk groove, but very good. Uh, one of the few songs on the album that is not an internationally known hit. There's hand claps, there's cowbell, killer chorus. Uh, sort of a standard funk R&B for the time, but as good or better than any, you know, Prince, Stevie Wonder, Rick James. Uh, weird key change. Did it modulate down? I, it, yeah, It sounded like, uh, and then it, oh. it's got to fade out. So yeah, that was, it was a cool song.
2: Yeah. I enjoyed it very much.
1: Uh, Ed, what do you got?
2: Yeah. So uh, great drum fill to open the song. I think it's just a great little fill there. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. That sounds pretty cool. Uh, again, this is so much synth base on this. It, it kind of bugs me, but they're all such great sl- great lines. I guess. I really can't let it bug me because they're just phenomenal bass lines. Um, The melody and singing on this song is just so great. Like you said, it's just Michael singing and you forget how good his voice is. Uh, I love the background harmonies in this song. I was actually surprised this wasn't really released as a single because it's just, it's a really good song. However, like Dave just said, the major issue for me is that sounds like it was a mistake. That key change. So I'm (laughs) like, did it actually change or did they like have it key change then didn't feel like recording again. So they kind of just modulated it back to Flub. where, <laughs> yeah. it And just left yeah. that cause it's just so awkward. Yeah. It's jarring. It's jarring.
0: <clears throat> Ed, what are you displaying in that case behind you? I'm guessing, let me guess. So you've got wonder woman's invisible jet, a Dave? small miniature. Oh, Dave. Uh, yeah. Dave. Yeah, Wonder Woman's Invisible Jet, a small miniature. You've got the Invisible Man, a small doll. What else do you got in there? An ant.
1: Sure. And um, yeah, a clear uh, acrylic guitar. Oh, shit. Sure. A, a plexi. Yeah. Okay.
0: Oh, no, shit. The, the
1: house is uh, going to be remodeled, so all the uh, display stuff had to be put away. So, what kind of things would have been in there before they were put away? What sort of
0: cool. Knickknacks,
1: uh, skulls, skulls, and uh, you know, voodoo dolls, okay, statues. Okay. I you know, love it. <laughs>
2: yeah, I can imagine <laughs> dead things, okay, creepy we stuff. Got a whole new introspective on Dave. <laughs> oh, the yeah. kind
0: of things you circle yourself with when you're listening to the bonus
1: track,
2: sure, my <laughs> baby to, teeth, Yeah, you know, <laughs> to my s- baby teeth.
0: <laughs> 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 Oh, so you're good. trying to summon <laughs> fucking Beelzebub? Okay, yeah, so it all good. Goes in there. Okay, V, what do you got?
3: I, I just got a little nervous. That's what I got. <laughs> oh, oh, I was well. nervous. <laughs> I was nervous.
0: I didn't um, listen to that whole bonus track. No fucking way. I wasn't going down. <laughs> Go ahead, <V. laughs>
3: I, I love this song. It's another playlist for me. So it's called A, a Key Change, That Weird Fucking Sound at the End.
0: No, I think it's it was a bad modulation. A <laughs> it's a bad modulation. Okay, yeah, bad the,
1: modula- the modulation or a key change. It's, it's <laughs> they're doing the same thing, they just changed, you know, go from say they're playing in C to playing in D. Most of the time, it goes up in songs yeah. like, uh, you know, at the end yeah. of uh, Bon Jovi's Living on a Prayer when it kind of kicks yeah. up a not, yeah, something like yeah. that.
0: That sounds good. Okay. This is like went from C to like D wonky something it,
1: w- once in a while it, it'll drop but it's it's yeah. much less common
2: yeah 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 wow, for yeah, me it, my, it my note like was... someone leaned on like like the, the tape <laughs> the right tape at that point and said, oops sorry remember when <laughs> you put
0: whammy bars on those synth on those keyboard guitars yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like when someone would lean on that it wasn't like you were no key it was like hey don't do that again yeah sorry the bar the guitar. Yeah. Quit it. Ah, I remember when Richie Keys got that that guitar. He was playing it in Impact. You remember that white oh, that was before
2: my time, but I've seen plenty of videos of it. Oh shit! Okay,
1: <laughs> good good.
3: Yeah, that play. was that was it. I uh I, you know my only note on that was just sounded like the keyboard player had a stroke or something like right at that one part. <laughs> and then it, I don't know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was still a good song though. Like it was, I was entertained.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah great song.
0: All right. Track number three, the girl is mine. So this one, I was like, Oh yeah, this is the Paul McCartney, Michael Jackson song. It's not the Paul McCartney, Michael Jackson song. It's a Paul McCartney, Michael Jackson song. And I like it. I do like it. And they sing so well together. These two voices really complement each other. And they would do it again on the song, which is say, 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 which is, Oh my God, dude, that, that puts wood into my pants. The yeah. you know, only thing I don't like about when these two get together is they feel this need to talk to each other. Yeah, And I just, I don't. You don't need to talk to each other. It sounds weird. <laughs> You're not players, so stop. Uh, this one doesn't get to the level of say, say, say for me. And I literally, Ed, I laughed out loud when Paul started talking to Michael. Like, I literally, I chuckled to myself. And then I thought, what's that going to say about this? <laughs> hey, what do you got on this one?
1: Yep, this is guest starring Paul McCartney. A smooth ballad that you might hear in a dentist's office or something like that. Uh, of <laughs> course, the background music is top-notch. Uh, the bridge brings up that energy with a Michael-doubled vocal. Uh, towards the end, they sort of play with the vocal timing of the chorus a little bit. That's interesting. But I could definitely do without the spoken part. It's, it's hokey. I, I just They should have cut it that. Sucks. no good.
2: It sucks, Ed. Yeah. Talk about yeah. it, especially yeah, Totally book agree. Book. Uh, so right out of the gate, I, I think even before you you Paul McCartney sings, you have this Paul McCartney vibe in the song, <clears throat> uh, and you can tell it was written for a duet. Uh, the song has a soft, emotional feel that you can't help but embrace. It's it's like the most calm fight that two guys could ever have over. A
1: <laughs>
2: I'm like, really?
1: Uh, the
2: groove and hook are great though. Uh, it really are. I love the song. Uh, it's just two guys over the same girl. They they. It's been done a gazillion times, but it's just, it's as a duet, I think it works really well. Uh, I feel like I'm in love with whoever this girl is just by the way the lyrics are and the whole song goes. I was just like, hey, I want to get involved. Uh, but honestly, when it gets to the speaking parts, it's almost like, like Paul's trying to force in that I'm British and I'm better than you. I'm more sophisticated. We're not going to come to fisticuffs. We're going to talk this up like gentlemen. And I'm just like, no, you know what? Just punch him in the face. What the fuck? Oh, it, it, yeah, it's the talking. Oh!
0: Paul, the girl is mine. No, Michael, she's mine. Oh, Paul, don't make me come over there and blow you. Oh, Michael, I dare you to. Oh, yeah, fuck like girl. Let's most, just be together.
2: It's the most unmasculine fight <laughs> over a girl that you're like, oh, I don't know. Are oh, they don't want actually it. fighting over a girl?
0: Oh, no, they're jerking each other off in the back row of the Pilgrim. Uh, Okay. uh, uh, (laughs) The Pilgrim. It's a dirty movie fucking theater in the combat zone in Boston back in the (laughs) day. Not from Boston. Where gentlemen would go to watch movies together back in the late 70s. Where they would pull the Pee Wee Herman?
2: Yes. (laughs) The Paul Rubens.
0: Yes, yes. Oh, God. Why did they persecute him for that? He was in the right place. Yeah, I don't know.
2: Fuck it. (laughs)
0: all right we digress please
3: go (sighs) i don't even know what i wanted to talk about okay um play 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 to the pilgrim fee i don't even know what the pilgrim is thankfully so yeah um this this one got my head all week this was an earworm totally uh yeah i could deal without the spoken part but I was reading somewhere that it was kind of to strike the conversation about interracial relationships that early in in the 80s and whatnot, where it wasn't really as accepted, you know, as it is as it is today. But um, either way, great song. Great, great, great song.
0: Yes. (laughs) So track four, Thriller. All right. What can I say? This song is amazing. From the song to the video that shook the world and shaped the way pop stars would choreograph videos and live performances to this very day. The bass and the brass, the hint of disco,
1: it's just perfect. I love it. Dave, what do you got? It's an entire horror movie enclosed in a pop song. It starts with some scary sound effects, and then the killer funk groove begins. But you know what? It sounds a lot like another song I know. It sounds a real lot like Give It To Me Baby by Slick <laughs> Slick Rick James bitch. That came out at least a year earlier. Can we play the sound clip? Dave, I have pulled the sound clip from the archives,
0: the Breaking Vinyl Library, and I will play it for our listeners right now. Click. <laughs> Yes, yes. I, I have to agree with you, Dave. It sounds just like it.
1: All right, you make the call. Slick Rick got ripped off. But anyway, Thriller is an incredible song. Unassaultable funk groove. Killer video, of course. Uh, I, I believe the video was the first one to, to cost a million dollars to make, something like that. Um, and then... Here's Vincent Price, the king of Halloween. The song, of course, has become an every year Halloween classic. You got your little theremin or stylophone. I'm not sure which one they used in the background. Um, For no mere mortal can resist the evil of the thriller. And Uh, Vincent uh, Price uh, laughs. It's amazing. (laughs) Uh, Vincent Price completed his part in just two takes. Thriller is awesome. I love it.
0: Yeah. That video, like I said, man, you watch you watch pop artists today and they're doing this. Like this is oh, it. Yeah. Like everybody saw it and it never even was elaborated on. They were just like, this is how you do it going forward. That's it. Paula He's Abdul. Dancing zombies. Yeah, yeah. Janet Jackson, Paula Abdul, fucking Madonna, to every fucking pop artist to today. You'll see this at the Super Bowl. This is it,
2: Ed. But even like look at the Foo Fighters. They kind of turned all their videos into these little movies and stuff, just like Michael Jackson Thriller. Yeah. Uh, oh, and to build off Dave's uh, Vincent Price comment, I was reading that Vincent Price only got paid $1,000 for that and got zero royalties. Oh,
0: Michael Jackson's such brutal. a cheap prick. Come
1: on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I tried to go after to get royalties and, and basically got shut down. I was like, wow, that's brutal. Because like everyone waits for that. Yeah, you know it was so big. So funny story about this song. When it came out, I had a very active imagination as a young child. The first time I saw this, it scared the shit out of me, and I couldn't watch it a
0: second time.
2: (laughs) Dude, that (laughs) is so gay. It is, dude. (laughs) Dude, I literally went to bed that night thinking that all the fucking people are going to come out of the graveyard and get me. How old were you? I was too old to have that thought yeah. like I said, my imagination was crazy, granted, I was doing some other things too that may have enhanced those imaginations, but okay, okay. <laughs> but yes, I, yeah, I was a raging uh wimp back in the day. Jesus, uh all right, so thriller, uh I'm usually not into slow intros with sound effects uh. But this works so well. It just it the build-up in the way it gets right into the bah, 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 bah. oh my god, that's so fucking huge. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, I've actually seen a couple like really good bands do this song, and it was as good. Like they were huge bands, they were like 10-piece bands, and and I was just like blown away. Because I, you know, I've never got to see Michael Jackson live. That's a huge regret. Uh, mm. You know, granted, I also didn't have a million dollars to go see him either. Uh, yeah. But oh my god, to hear a band play it live was so good, so good. And the layers on this recording are endless. You know, never mind the sound effects with like the door slam and the footsteps. It, there's just so many layers on top of that bass and drum groove. The cowbell, the claps, the guitar rhythm track. It's fucking killer behind it, especially with the little muted notes and everything. Uh, then throw in the horns, the guitar synth. It, it's just the, the epically smooth backing vocals. Like it, it, the production value on this song is insane. Uh, the bridge. The way it flows, it's legendary. I mean, there's just something about it that there's, and I never noticed it before. I'm like, geez, why does it work so good? And for me, the first time, this is actually the first time I heard it on like this level type headphones. There's this like descending keyboard tone that's almost like a sound effect out of Star Wars where it's like, and I'm like, holy shit. That like takes it all the way around and comes right back in perfectly. I just, I loved it. I could not get enough of it. Uh, You know, if you really want to appreciate the talent of an artist, there's so many videos where they have isolated tracks of both the music and the vocals for this song. And you will not understand how good of a singer Michael Jackson was until you hear his isolated vocals. What a beautiful, and amazing voice. Nice. Love it. Just absolutely love it.
0: So, Ed, when I was a little kid, about this time, I snuck in to see an American Werewolf in London with some older kids from the neighborhood. I oh, Love that movie. Shouldn't have. I was a little kid, and I remember that <laughs> night thinking that my mother was going to turn into the main character's friend that was eaten. So yeah. I kept going. Kept going to the movie theater. Yeah, I kept going, mom. And she'd be like, "What?" I'd be in bed sleeping. I'd be like, "Nothing." And then I'd check again, mom, what? And then finds keeps like, What the fuck is going on? I had I <laughs> confess that I'd seen the movie and I was and this went on for like a week. So yeah, I had
2: I had my moment like that as well. Oh, that's such a great movie. It is.
0: Uh feet, what do you got? And were you scared of this video
3: when you were a child? I d I don't recall being scared of this video, no. Okay, uh, me neither. I do recall enjoying it, but uh, yeah. this video was the fourteen minutes, I believe, and the what I read this morning, they had to air it two times per hour on MTV to meet demand. So think wow. about that: twenty-eight minutes per hour went to Michael Jackson.
2: That's crazy. <laughs> One song by insane. Michael Jackson.
3: Yeah, <laughs> wow. and who knows the other ones that might have been sprinkled in with this? You know what I right? mean? So, yeah. so Mike could have been had like forty minutes worth of fucking playtime an hour on MTV at some point. Um, oh yeah, which is I'm, insane. I'm
0: sure it was. Beat it. it was playing for the other fucking thirty-two minutes.
3: <laughs> right. Right. Uh yeah, insane, insane. Total playlist. Uh it can't really add anything more to what you guys did. Uh although I did talk about this on the Alice Cooper album, where I think this is where they got the Vincent Price thing right, where this is telling him telling more of that spooky story where before he was kind of reading the encyclopedia on spiders for me. But uh well done. Perfection. The song is and amazing. It's also
0: Vincent Price in Round and Round, correct?
2: Yeah yeah okay. um he no what in the video no, wait. no that's no. not Vincent Price that's, uh, Milton, Milton Berle Milton oh, oh, yeah. that's Milton right Burrell. the poor yeah. man's Vincent Price <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> very poor the man with the legendary <laughs> unit oh, yep. why you had a big deck you didn't, oh, you haven't heard the stories about that?
0: Dude, you lit up like a Christmas tree when you just oh, said dude, that. The stories wow. are
2: so good. <laughs> Hollywood legend.
0: Fucking yes, Ed yes. looked
2: hungry when he said that. <laughs> oh, well, you know me. <laughs> okay. Okay. Get me some mustard.
1: Hello, CD listeners. We've come to the point in this album where those listening on cassette or records will have to stand up or sit down and turn over the record or tape. In fairness to those listeners, we'll now take a few seconds before we begin side two. Thank you. Here's side two.
0: Oh, God. That leads <laughs> us in to beat it. Okay. <laughs> Track five. <laughs> oh, the coincidence is... So lowbrow. Just garbage. Fucking show is trash. Why go okay. highbrow when you can go low? Okay. <laughs> so much more fun. Ah. <sighs> So this song is built around the lyrics and they're fucking good lyrics. Uh, Again, the song is linked around a fucking groundbreaking video that would set the bar for everything. I mean, this is it. This is I remember seeing these videos as a young kid and just being blown away. I mean, fucking a Uh, Eddie Van Halen's guitar solo. This is such a fucking great guitar solo. You know, I prefer my Eddie Van Halen without his finger tapping. I, I, I just think he's such a great rock and roll guitar player. And when he plays some of the old stuff before he got into the finger tapping, it was just oh, it's as good as it gets. But this one, whoo, that finger tapping is fucking epic. Uh, yeah, guitar solo that rocked the world. Fucking amazing. And I can't play it. Dave, can you play the solo?
1: I cannot. I, I never okay. really sat down with it, but yeah, it either. would it would take a while. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, what do you got on the tune? <laughs> okay, we play the game again. Is this Michael Jackson's Beat It, or is it Weird Al's Eat It? Every time that intro would come in, I'd secretly be hoping it was Weird Al. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, I'm with you, Dave, man. I would weird al did that i was like are you kidding me that's fucking brilliant
1: yeah but you know i, I was 10 so of course i preferred weird al um <laughs> the anti-gang violence beat it became a homage to west side story and was jackson's first successful rock rock crossover piece uh rhythm guitar by steve lukither of toto and of course the incomparable guitar solo by edward van halen Record, uh reportedly recorded on a lark some afternoon in a couple of takes just for fun and also no money he, he did not get paid for that what? solo yeah he ran through it a couple times and yeah, I'm just doing it for fun see you guys later and i I don't think he got paid for that at all um, wow Eddie became pretty much the biggest rock star on the planet uh by the fame of Van Halen and then appearing on this song which was everywhere he, he, he. So covered, <laughs> covered in later years by uh Fallout Boy and also expert guitarist John Five. That's a cool cover. Yeah. John yeah. Five doing uh beat it. Mm. So good. So good.
0: Um <clears throat> Mr. Ed. <laughs> Not the horse.
2: <laughs> of course, <Yeah>. of course. <laughs>
0: Fucking trolling today, bad. Good.
2: Oh well no one can talk to a horse, of course. Oh, Unless shit. of course the horse is the amazing Mr. Head. Oh, please there stop! I'll never do it again. <laughs> uh, I love this song, uh, especially as a child and as an adult. I play it every gig. Uh, I'm fortunate enough to play with the guitar player that is obsessed with learning things, uh, and is also fortunate enough to take lessons from uh, the fantastic Nilly Brush. Uh, who actually is a guitar player for uh, the Michael Jackson show on Vegas. Oh, cool. Wow. Yeah. Well, you could do worse. Yeah. Is that what that's you got? That? I was, no, I was coughing. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. <coughing up laughs> Coughing up Milton Burrow? Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> oh, hey-oh. Um, hey-oh. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. But it's the Milton Burrow in drag, so at least I got some credit. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Okay. Uh, the music in this, it, it, it's such a great rock groove. Uh, I didn't think I would enjoy singing all the little oohs and ahs when we do this live, but I'm almost like, it's like crack cocaine because once you sing them and you hear how good they just they have to be in the song like i spend so much time just going oh you know making these little weird effects that michael does it's just it's so much fun uh and then there's that the intro and then when they go back into it uh that low e with the preceding d where it's like a bam and then it's oh my god i get i get a tingle in my pants every time I get to play that with my drop D. Uh, the real big, I think, like groundbreaking, at least for me, based on my age at this time, the song, this came out, is the genius of Quincy Jones and Michael Jackson for bringing in other artists on songs. I mean, think about it. The, so far in the previous songs, we, <laughs> we've had... Paul McCartney and Vincent Price, (laughs) you know, we're on song five. So three of the five songs have other people in the song that make the song better. Agreed. You know, and and that's just something where I don't remember it being like a big thing. It was more, you know, before this, it was always okay. We're not going to, well, no. All right. I guess the Beatles probably were the first ones to do it with my guitar. Gently weeps in having a clapped into the solo. But um, yeah, I just think it was brilliant because it kind of set the pace for what I think now is as a player is a fantastic atmosphere to play where people aren't competitive. They just want to play and have fun together and enjoy the creativity that happens. So kudos to them.
0: So let me run around the table. Uh, Ed, have you ever smoked crack cocaine? (laughs)
2: <laughs> okay, uh, not crack cocaine, but I have smoked pot with cocaine in okay, it. Okay, so that doesn't count. The answer is no. Dave, have you ever smoked crack cocaine?
0: No, I have not. V, have you ever smoked crack cocaine? <laughs> no. Okay, so when I was playing in the band Touch Me Hooker back in, I would say 1990, <laughs> maybe. I was living hold in Hold on, music... hold
2: on, hold on. Story time. Your band name was Touch Me Hooker? Yes, that's the one where we all had the colored hair.
0: Okay, uh, so well,
2: that explains. I was, I was living
0: lot. in the jam room in Charlestown. I just moved back from New York. And, uh, yeah, I spent the summer smoking crack and free-based cocaine. It was pretty bad. And I remember my mother came and found me in the jam room sleeping in a pile of trash and actually scooped me up off the floor and brought me home and cleaned me up and probably saved my life. So tip of the hat to mom.
2: All right. Thanks, Bob. Wow, Let's that's that's, a, that's such a smooth transition right there. <laughs> <laughs> now, B, tell us about Beat It. What's your opinion? Yeah.
3: <laughs> I was going to say, today's therapy session brought to you by yeah. Insert. I can advertise it here. Zola. Um, yeah. Oh, Zoloft's
2: my favorite. Right? I love
1: Zola.
3: Oh, shit. Uh, not too much just showing off the versatility and and to to pig pile on what you were saying earlier about bringing in all the artists like M- michael went into this saying why can't we make an album of all hits and i think yeah. in order to do that you kind of have to bring in some big names to, to you know to, to get that kind of run with it uh which is why i'm glad today you know pop music because I, I like a lot of today's modern pop music you guys fucking hate it but whatever um but there's so much collaboration out there amongst these these artists that that it's just it's fun. It makes it makes music fun. It makes it different. It makes it grow. I, I don't know. So I think you know Michael kind of started that with working with a lot of different artists throughout the throughout the times. Either way, total playlist song for me. This song's fucking amazing.
0: Yeah, you and Ed nailed it. It definitely set up the way uh, stars would bring in other stars to enhance their music and yeah. Track six, Billie Jean. So this is my favorite bass line, maybe ever, one of them. I mean, this uh, (laughs) mountain song, Jane's Addiction, which we know. uh, Yeah, just fucking awesome. Um, Again, we get a really good video here. And in my opinion, this is the best Michael Jackson would ever look, ever. This is the coolest Michael Jackson. So like in Beat It in the opening scenes of that video, when he's like in his PJs with this little fucking keyboard shirt, I'm like, Oh my God, who like whoever picked that outfit for him in a song and a video that's about like gangs and being tough. And he's supposed to be tough. He looks like a 10 year old little kid before Christmas morning, like ready to run downstairs in his jammies.
2: Nerd oh, alert. Uh, nerd <laughs> alert. <laughs> Dave nailed it. It's West side story. It's fucking right. bad. It's Let's fucking have a bad. dance battle. With the yeah. switchblade. Yeah,
0: but he's dressed like a fucking nine-year-old in the beginning. It's terrible. Uh, he looks great in this. That yeah. fucking black leather outfit, the the fucking the zoop soup shoes, the fucking, it's just so good. And he's kicking these moves and they're freezing the frame on these killer moves. And he's up on his toes. And we all did that. You all tried to jump up on your toes. Say you didn't. Maybe Dave didn't. I don't know. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I know Miffy and Ed did. Um, Definitely. Yeah. And this one, we get the egg shaker in the right ear. And it is the fucking hook of this song. You take that egg shaker out and it's not as good. And I forgot the egg shaker in my intro of this song. It fucking sucks, but whatever. Uh, again, lyrics here. These are my favorite Michael Jackson lyrics of all time. I fucking love the story he's telling here. Love the lyrics. I love it all. I love this guitar track. And I love the little lead guitar at the end. It's really nice. Nicely done. Dave, what you got?
1: Well, I'm going to digress a little bit here for the last song. And does everybody remember that back around the beat at times that the Michael Jackson jacket oh, yeah. was everywhere? I remember going to the mall, and you'd walk into J.C. Penney, and they would have racks of the the beat it jacket in red, and in black, and you could you could take your pick. It had the you know the metal panel on it, and the zipper, and all that kind of stuff. And you know, and the cool kids in school had one. Yeah. Yeah. So which 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 one of us had a Michael Jackson jacket? Fess up.
2: No, I couldn't had afford it. a Michael Jackson no. jacket. okay. Same. But the store that carried
0: it for us was called Chess King, and it was oh, a damn good all. <laughs>
2: nice.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I did not have a Michael King. Jackson jacket. But oh, okay, God. so here is Billie Jean. Uh, it is great drumbeat and bass guitar intro. Uh, apparently the song and the lyrics was, uh, were very personal to Michael Jackson, who struggled with obsessed fans. Um, Quincy Jones wanted to shorten that long intro, but, uh, Michael wasn't having it. He insisted it remain that long cause it made him want to dance. Uh, Billie Jean won two Grammys for Best R&B Vocal Performance, Male, and Best Rhythm and Blues Song. It's a great video and sweet, sweet funky guitar throughout the song. Love it. Good. So good, yeah.
0: Uh, Eddie Murphy made it not cool to wear that jacket once ah! Beverly Hills Cop came out. That was it, man. That movie. Did he out... wear that in Raw as well? <laughs> yeah. Well, he did, but in Beverly so Hills was it Cop, delirious? the two guys walking down the street in Beverly Hills Cop, one's wearing the red one, one's wearing the black one. They're holding yeah. hands, and he's like, ah. eh, eh, eh. and that's it. Everybody was like, mm, maybe not.
2: It was all over. <laughs> it was all over. Uh, Ed, what do you got? <clears throat> so funny that the most. Probably the biggest thing to come out of Billie Jean's song was when Michael Jackson performed it at the MTV Music Awards. And it was the first time the moonwalk was done. Ooh. And that changed the 80s forever. <laughs> yeah, everyone had to learn how to moonwalk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. uh, but, uh, you know, this is a great example of how Music has no choice but to find influence from itself. Uh, There are only 12 notes and only so many combinations. Uh, And like I mentioned before, this is pretty much the exact baseline for, I can't go for that from all the notes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, totally right. Uh, You know, but they're both, it's just such a great baseline. Uh, You know, and, and honestly, it's another amazing hook. In similar techniques, we're just, they have all these minor filler tracks in the background. I mean, it literally sounds like there's a hundred different tracks on this song when you listen to it, where there's just, wait, what was that? And you're like backing it up just to hear this one little thing that once you hear it, you can't unhear it. And then when you don't hear it, you think the song is less. Right. Yeah. Just so good. So good.
0: Um, Can I suggest you each try and get your hands on one little rock of crack cocaine and just try it. Hi, no. just once.
1: I
3: mean, well, you I'm good, it. thanks. Man, I mean, what? Just, just for it's a minute, worst. just to see it's how it the feels. Worst.
2: Just yeah. a tip. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay.
0: Oh.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
0: That's how I... Okay. Yeah. okay. Especially
2: <laughs> these days when, uh, you know, it, we also have to remember drugs back when we, the 60s, 70s, 80s are not like the drugs today where they're all laced with fentanyl and all this other oh. crazy shit.
0: Oh, yeah. Back in the old day when you could smoke a rock and fucking... Trust your dealer. Yeah. Fee, just the tip. That's just, just well, you'd a only tip. be a zombie and not dead. That's the funniest thing he's yeah. ever said. Just the tip. Okay. That's how I talk my wife out of her virginity. See, go ahead. <laughs>
3: oh, God. Um, I, I really only had one note on this, but one more comment after, uh, after Ed's about him dancing was – I guess Quincy Jones and Michael kind of had it out a couple of times on this album because Michael was too focused on getting the dance moves down over the music, you know, which, which I thought was kind of weird, you know, but everybody, I mean, if you, you know, saw like this is it and stuff like that, it, he was definitely more focused on the, on the dance moves and the music in that, you know, yeah. and good on him. I mean, he was, he was who he was for a reason, but my only note really musically was every track is just a fucking symphony on this album. Like there's so much going on when I listen with the, with the, you know, good headset with the good earbuds. And I was like, man, this is, this is just amazing. Another, another playlist or get used to hearing those words.
0: Michael got it right though. It was the video that put him on the map with this one, not the song. The song was great, but it was the video and the moves. Nobody had seen anything like it. And it was funny because yeah. I was watching the video last night and I remember thinking, man, he just had the look like he had the look. You just knew he was a fucking superstar just by looking at him. And then you add in those dance moves and fuck. Yeah. Okay. Track seven, human nature. So this is a beautiful track. It has so many different melodies on it, working together. Like everything's doing something different melody wise. And it's a goulage that just comes together beautifully. A uh, goulage is a dish that we make here in Boston. It has uh macaroni and hamburger my wife used chicken uh very tasty red sauce Uh, you guys have all had goulash
2: okay i have no idea what you're talking about you mean american
0: American chop suey yeah yeah okay so you call it american chop suey or goulash
2: yes i don't call it goulash no
0: okay okay uh yeah and uh Michael delivers a chorus here. You know it's got this descending vocal. So fucking catchy, man. Oh, it's it's his fucking I crave it like a big bowl of goulage. Dave, okay, what do you got?
1: Well, I remember this one as a more adult song. Um, you know, definitely not really on, on our radar as, as kids. Um you know, the but it is uh, you know, very nice. Um with the with the moving uh, moving parts around the course reminds me of a little bit of uh, that crowded house song. Don't dream it's over, but I think it's just the descending bassline. The nah, 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 nah. Um, mm-hmm. it, It's good, you know. It's just kind of sad sounding, so you know, sort of a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit,
0: but it's gentle. It's a, it's a gentle yeah. song. I love it. Ed, what do you got?
2: Yeah, I think Dave really touched a good point where. He, like when I was younger, I was like, eh, didn't love it. And as I get older, this song just hit me more and more. And now every time I hear this song, it melts my soul. Mm. Like I hear the song, that, that opening keyboard part with the muted guitar, the ticka, 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 ticka. Oh my God. It just, it, I, I'm junk when I hear this. It just, it hits me. This is a perfect song for me. I love the groove, I love everything about this song. It's really all I have. I, I didn't want to break it down too much because I didn't want to wreck my idea of it right now.
0: Right. Yeah, no, it's it's nice. Uh, Fee, does the tip count? Yes. Okay. Go ahead with the song. <laughs>
3: okay. That's a weird intro to human nature, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, no, I, you know, I'm with, I'm with you guys. I think the older I get, the more I appreciate a song like this. And, and my one note on this was just, I'm curious to anyone else's thought on that because I was, you know, as a kid, you, Dave, you're exactly right. This wasn't like the, this was like the, I get it. It's a good song, but what the fuck, you know, yeah, when we you had beat it, when you have Thriller, when you have want to be starting something, you know?
1: Yeah. We didn't like, care about
3: this. <laughs> No, no, not as much. But now as an adult, I'm totally with Ed. I'm like, oh, man, this is just, mm. I'd love to sit back, edible, nice conversation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just in the background. Yep. 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 Good stuff. Total playlist. Love this Uh, fucking song.
2: So,
0: like I said, I've been sober for almost 10 years, but I've been considering microdosing mushrooms for my (laughs) craziness. (laughs) Now, they say that it can be very effective if you just, you microdose it. So, apparently, you take very, very small amounts every day. My wife says she thinks this would be a very bad idea and that she would probably find me in a corner of the house somewhere, fucking like licking <laughs> the wall. I don't know. Uh, I think it's
3: a great idea. And you should try it. <laughs> I'm a big fan of microdosing.
2: Yeah. I haven't microdose <laughs> mushrooms, but I microdose THC all the time. In fact, I did it last night just so I could sleep real well. Really? And I slept so good. Hmm. Like, it just shuts my mind off, and I get completely relaxed and boom out. Interesting.
0: I do a lot of meditating. I have to meditate a couple hours a day to keep from uh, going crazy.
2: Okay. Yeah.
0: Let's keep going. I
2: mean, is it an addiction thing, or is it just you just go off the rails and want more?
0: Uh, I, I don't know. Okay. <clears> okay. <throat>
2: PYT. Should, if it's not an addiction thing, Desi, you should try it. I think you'll...
0: Oh, I don't want to do it to trip balls. I want to do it to try and yeah. recapture a small slice of my mind. Track yeah, pyt. It <laughs> Maybe I'll give it a <laughs> shot. Maybe I'll... Do you know where I can get
2: some? Uh, you're going to have to leave your house, first of okay, all. Okay, okay. So that's a big step. Uh, <laughs> but I'll tell you right now, if you want to... I'll even pay. Let's go to Denver. <laughs> oh, shit. I have a friend whose wife is starting because Denver's about to make psychedelics legal. Well, so is Salem.
0: Uh, huh? Salem is as well. They're going to be the first city that's going to uh, legalize oh, really?
2: mushrooms. Yeah. So, uh, and she does a lot of like hospice care and stuff. And she's going, she's trying to start uh, and get a license to do uh, psychedelics. Uh, and like the medical end of it, where she will help guide you through, proper dosing and things like that to help you help people with you know yeah. mental disorders yeah they say not that i have a mental disorder oh uh, you do no <laughs>
3: no not at all
2: yeah oh, we all on. do just at different levels
0: <laughs> hang on that's the intro right there <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i mean i'm hypochondriac so i'm afraid to buy it like like i got a buddy because like, i get it for you i'm like yeah it's gonna be laced with fentanyl i was gonna yeah. be the first drug i took in 10 years and i'll die I'm all yes.
3: That.
0: Okay. Uh, let's get back to the album. So this is PYT, Pretty Young Thing. Uh, I wish this one just kicked in with the song and and skipped Michael Jackson talking to me. Uh, I didn't enjoy the the intro at all. Uh, it's a cool track filled with uh, noodly guitars and noodly synth and noodly percussion and noodly bass and it pops in and out left right it's everywhere it's a loose fun track but the the spoken intro really just kind of didn't work for me kind of derailed it right from the start
1: uh dave what do you got Uh uh-oh that introductory Uh speech is a little Uh questionable Uh Uh, kick-ass funky groove uh the whole song becomes seriously questionable due to the uh later allegations against mr jackson we are not a uh a political uh podcast or or a legally speculative podcast uh we're just clearly
2: to, yeah
1: we're just here to talk about the music so we're you know we're, we're gonna leave that whole situation alone um yeah. and the uh the synth that echoes the lead vocal makes the song uh michael's vocal is so good there's lows there's highs there's a little belting Uh, it is credited to James Ingram and Quincy Jones for, uh, the writers. So those guys are the creeps.
0: (laughs) Guilty or innocent, (laughs) right or wrong. Let's run it around the table. I'm joking. That's not Ed. Go. (laughs)
2: Uh, yeah. Talking during the opening of this song should drive me nuts, but the music moves along so well, it kind of distracts me and doesn't bother me. Um, but that bass line, holy crap, do I get a tingle in my pants from that? Yeah, ah, so good. Uh, the chorus, everything I shouldn't like, but I think it's one of the best hooks ever. Um, just oh, I this song is a monster, it really is. I don't care who you are and how much you say you don't dance, if this song comes on and you're not. Sitting in your chair, just moving around a little bit, there's no soul in you at all. Yeah, it. You're just paralyzed. Because yep. mm-hmm. this is just, it is a groove of grooves. Oh my oh, God. The it one grooves. thing about this song uh, that kind of bugs me is the electronic vocal in the bridge. Mm. I was, you know, I'm like, why? You don't need that. Because the rest of the bridge, when it's just Michael Jackson and the slap bass part, I'm like, that's all you needed. Get rid of that whole electronic part. Yeah, it doesn't need it. Yeah. Uh, but it's a monstrous song. The energy in this is just huge. Like, this this was clearly made to be the dance, like, the big dance track. There's so much energy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one.
2: P, what
3: do you got? See, uh, this is to me like the classic 80s synth pop song. I fucking love this type of music. Absolutely love it. Um, I, I like that synth voice. I think it's amazing. I think it totally adds to the song. Uh, it's great. Start of the term uh, tenderoni, I think was used by Bobby Brown in a later song uh, in this song right here. And my only overall note is, is it dirty? Maybe, but it gets the kiss pass.
0: Nice. I like that. I like <laughs> Total that. It gets playlist. the kiss pass. Yep. All right. Uh, track nine. So this one dings the album. Come on guys this is a song for your grandparents to slow dance to at their 40th wedding anniversary. It's it's ugly, dude. This is an ugly bitch. And there's actually a vocal on this that fucking is wonky as fuck, man. This is trash. This sucks. This is not good. I don't like it. And it should have been left off the album. It's a total snoozer. And uh, yeah, Prince would never put this on his album. So Dave, what do you got?
1: Yeah, I've never heard this shit before in my life. Uh, this is kind of bad. Uh, how did this get on this unstoppable album of hits? Yeah, um, it is written by uh, Rod Temperton. Uh, I guess it would be fine if somebody else recorded this, but up against these killer songs, it seems weak uh, and and a down note to end the album on.
0: Yeah, this should have been like a Frank Sinatra
2: song or something. Yeah,
1: like
0: yeah, this song blows. Ed, what do you
2: got? Tell us why this song is great. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you that you're both out of your mind. Yes. No uh, listen, I, I agree. It it doesn't belong on the album. But uh, smooth, easy listening track. And it's got a beautiful, bright bass tone that doesn't match the rest of the album. But works so good for this song. Honestly, when I got done hearing it, I'm like, this sounds like a Barbara Streisand song. Um, you know. I actually love Barbara Streisand, unlike Des, apparently. No, I like Her- Barbara Streisand. I'm saying, oof, like this isn't
0: even she wouldn't sing this. She makes the song sucks.
2: No, no, it's a beautiful song. <laughs> it has a lot of layers, uh, like the rest of the album. However, this is very keyboard-based and uh, surprise it didn't have uh, I'm surprised it didn't absolutely dominate the adult contemporary charts, because I think this is a fantastic song. It's just I think this was kind of like a great example of He had different songs because the whole goal of the album specific for Quincy Jones and Michael Jackson was they wanted to top every chart. Rock, pop, R&B, soul, uh, contemporary. Yeah. And this (laughs) is the track that I don't know. I don't think they released it, but I think this is a great song. Uh, It's got this great, slow, funky bass line that pulls me in. I really enjoy it as an adult contemporary song for what they were trying to do, in my opinion, on this album.
0: Yeah, while listening to uh, Dynasty and Thriller, there would be one moment when my yaya would come in and be like, Oh, see what song is that that you listen to right there? That's a beautiful song. And it was this one. So, Baby Be Mine. Okay, that doesn't belong on the album, but it's a great song. You listen to it by itself in an entity, it's a beautiful song. Put it on the album. It fucking
3: sucks. No,
2: hey, great, great song.
3: you got. You're hey. out of your mind. Tell me this <laughs> song sucks. <laughs> it, it doesn't suck, no, but it sucks. it sucks for this album. I, I will tell you, I really thought until this because you know I haven't listened to this cover to cover in a long time, and and I thought after Pyt, I'm like, wow, this is going to be a hundred watt album for me, and then this song came on, and I was like, oh, oof, man, like, and and this is where I felt like everything, the versatility of Michael Jackson was shown throughout the entire album. And this is where it needed to stop, just needed to stop. But, um, but it's still a good song. I'm with you. Like it's, it's not a bad song. It's just, I I don't know. It just like, we're going in this nice straight line and then we, we make a hard right turn and I don't know what the fuck happened, but it just doesn't fit for the album. So it's just, just okay for me.
0: This song is the tip dipped in peanut butter and kitty litter. It's not good. It's not good. All right. So. Unwashed tip. Oh, (laughs) God. Dude, I usually don't have to edit our podcasts very heavily, but I'm going to – I said some stuff today that's just not going (laughs) to (laughs) fly. I'm going to have to get in there, I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, So – now it is time to release the bonus track. <laughs> this week's bonus track was requested by Fletch of the LA area. He writes Guys, love the show, and I'd love to hear you review Hey <laughs> Long, Okay, so that's what we listened to. <laughs> so, <clears throat> come on, man. Nine plus minutes. Are you fucking kidding me? No. Uh, I thought the two minute intro was a little long. Uh, When we finally get to the vocal, the woman does have a beautiful voice, but I have no idea if the lyrics are any good because they're in another language. When the guy comes in, they sound good together, but I started feeling like if I listened to the whole track, I might be in danger of possession or I might lose my soul or something. And, And this is not a joke. This is not a joke. I I literally was not willing to listen to the whole thing because I am not only a hypochondriac, but I'm also super paranoid. And I started to feel like this was slipped in as the bonus track to get my soul. So
3: end up in Dave's cabinet to
0: end up in Dave's fucking my head would end up tiny in that empty cabinet next to Dave's baby teeth. And I wasn't willing to take that chance.
2: It was going to pulley you into the cult. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I, okay. Uh, it did trans, so I skipped forward a little, little bit and it got to this, uh, Marilyn Manson part that was like something off like, um, uh, the big album, the Big Manson album. Uh,
1: it smells like children. Their
0: tal- Yes. Yes. Which this tattoo on my neck is actually from that cover art. I'm embarrassed to say. I'm going to have it turned into Jesus with the, uh, putting his hands together with the crown of thorns. I'm going to have them get rid of the gun and the fucking <laughs> story for another day. Uh, but yeah, they're talented. They're talented. And if this is what you want, like if you came looking for this, I'm sure it's great. <laughs> just wasn't for me, but I am going to give it a 40.9 Watts. It's just under average because I'm sure I just don't understand the genre genre D no D uh fee can you spell it genre genre what is it
3: g-e-n-r-e oh wow i would have guessed it were a shitload
0: more no, letters no than d.
2: that yeah no, no d genre. in there does
0: okay so genre i've been saying it wrong this whole time this 40.9 watts uh it's way too long just like my description of it <laughs> okay, dave tell us why you are bringing this to the show <laughs>
1: Well, it's something different. It's 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 oh, yeah. it's not your standard uh, crap that you hear on the radio. Uh, I just went to Denver, Colorado, a few weeks ago to see this band. Uh, they oh, played there, shit. and uh, I I don't know much about them. Uh, my my girl is uh, it's it's one of her favorite bands, uh, but they f- play like this folkish Nordic music. Uh, mostly not in English, almost like Viking metal, but no guitars. Uh, their stage setup was was it was like you were in a forest with like fake trees and shit like that and plants. It, it was were there weird. Human
2: sacrifices? Uh, no. Yes, <laughs> they, they sort
0: of were. I think um, there were.
1: <laughs> you know, I was gonna complain about the singing in uh, in in a language other than English, but then they started singing in English. Um, they it, did. It, it's weird. Um, very hypnotic, both girl and guy singers. If you're looking for something different than you're going to find on the radio, give it a shot. I mean, it it might be something you're into. Um, You know, you want to zone out a little bit. You know, it's it's definitely interesting, though. Um, I'm going to give it a 55.
0: Dave, if I didn't fear for my life (laughs) while listening to it, I think I would have enjoyed it more. But you know, I know you and your girlfriend and I just I just I couldn't take that chance. Couldn't take that chance. All right, fair enough. Ed Ed, what do you got?
2: Oh boy.
1: Um, so I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you pesky meddling, meddling kids. You, you guys, yeah. you, guys
0: yeah. <laughs> and you guys live in like the, the, the town of witches and just I can't
1: can
2: <laughs> Can't. So this this sounds like music that would play in the ending credits. That when you get done watching the movie, you kind of feel dirty or almost like you committed a crime. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you well, know. And
2: I'm just I'm listening to this, just going, "What the ever loving fuck?" Oh
3: god,
0: because
2: yeah, like you said, I'm like, wait, we're two minutes in, and I still haven't heard anything except for this low hum. Oh, they oh. And then she comes in, and that and Dave, you nailed it. Viking rock. I thought like, <laughs> like I put on the show Vikings or something. So I'm like, hmm, this is a little weird. I believe they and actually, the whole Engl- oh, Sorry, huh? I,
1: I believe they actually did some of the music for that show.
2: It, it, it would it, make sense. Shit. <laughs> yeah, it would make sense because that's kind of like the first vibe. It was very Nordic, and I'm like, oh, huh, okay. Uh, and then the whole English section, and I was just like, you know what? I just don't feel right listening to this. Yeah, no, <laughs> it just doesn't work for me at all. Uh, maybe if it was cut down, I could have like at least found something I might like out of that song. But it was so long, and it, it, it you know what? I think a great way to put it is if you watch Family Guy. Family Guy does certain episodes, they'll have this joke that's funny, but they keep going with the joke and then it's not funny, but then they take it long enough that it's funny again. This was, they took the music and then they made it longer, but not long (laughs) enough that it was enjoyable again. It was like, okay, I get it. Nope. Now it's just wrong. And then it never came back around for me. So for that I gave it ten watts. It was so hard. No, no, no. I had to. It was. I felt like work going through this song to listen to it. That's wrong.
0: That's. I couldn't find anything I liked about it. This lady had a beautiful voice, and the guy had a really good voice. I mean, come on. This is not ten watts. It Yeah,
2: this. I gave it a ten watts. That's what I think.
0: Jesus, you're. You know what? You just made Lisa's list, buddy. Good luck. (laughs) Good Good luck. All right. you know, it was the words that you couldn't hear that I was sure were in the music that I was scared were like, you know, like, take a life, kill your wife, take your life. <laughs> I was like, no,
3: I'm not listening to this. Fee, go ahead. Just a tip. Uh, just a tip. No, I, you know, <laughs> on my notes, I wrote, I just wrote down Dave's song because I didn't know what the
1: fuck Dave's the title song. Or was. But, um, what's it called, Dave? Uh, so, yeah, let me take a run at this. The band is called Halong. Hey and and okay. i i don't know the proper way to say the name of this song i'm going to i'm going to guess uh galder k r i g s g a l d r country of origin okay. i'm i'm assuming <laughs> norway sweden norway something or other yeah finland
0: something in the sentence sure. song sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't it Stop. doesn't fee go ahead it
2: does yeah i mean on the
3: on the world music view you know i was kind of thinking of like enya for a little bit for some reason i don't know why but um not bad i i prefer this type of music to anything like goth punk ska like i just don't like any of those genres so um yeah i don't oh my god uh uh (laughs) <laughs> so you know, like that, whatever that fucking New York band Dave slept on his couch that you guys forced me to listen to, <laughs> I felt violated throb, throb. on. Um, you yeah. just made Dave's list. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Dave, but oh, sorry. um, but I did. I you know, I listen to long songs from time to time. So uh, so I didn't. I didn't necessarily. My I didn't see nine minutes and go, oh shit, you know. But, uh, I, I, didn't, I just, I didn't really like the guy's voice on it. Like I felt everything else was pretty decent, but the, but the guy's voice just didn't do it for me. But I, I'm with Des a little under average. I'll give this one a 42.
0: Uh, Fee, really awesome that you said world music stage. Like that's, that's why you have to give it a, a decent score because just cause it's not for me, doesn't mean it's not good. And there are, I'm sure lots of people that love this. Um, reminds me of a band that i saw back in the day by accident i remember seeing the picture gene loves jezebel and i was like oh gene this is gonna be jane's addiction this is gonna be amazing and i went down to i believe it was i want to say axis down on lansdowne is that right
1: probably and
0: uh and the guy was like and he would like clack his fucking wrists together and I remember being like, whoa, I wasn't expecting this."
1: Gene loves Shezbel's awesome. I
2: love them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they are good.
0: Yeah, it was a it was a very interesting show. It just wasn't what I was expecting. It was uh, stage art. It was listen. Very I'm
2: all about world music. I love world music in clearly different things, but this, like two minutes of like just a hum. It just <laughs> no. I'm sorry. Okay, I okay. couldn't find anything that I liked about it. Like nothing. That's what it literally said for two minutes.
0: Well, Dave, it sparked a lot of conversation, if nothing else. Exactly. That's that's why we're
1: here. And I will say
0: this. I will say this. I would fucking take my chances with the devil (laughs) and listen to this song ten times before I would ever listen to that piece of shit Asia song again. Okay?
1: (laughs) No way!
0: And I am gonna fucking lower that score on Groundhog's Day. Uh, okay, eight, Dave, will you please calculate? He's just climbing the ranks
3: today. He's just climbing.
0: Calculate those scores and tell us how many watts this Kung Fu song is pushing.
1: Yeah, I I have it. If if you don't have it ready, Ed, no, I got it. Oh, okay. I'm
0: sorry. I
2: My brain is warped. Ed, you calculate. Oh God, yeah. So. Heylong, <laughs> <laughs> Krieg Sadler is uh, pushing a very, I think, appropriate thirty-six point nine watts.
0: Okay, Dave, where does that <laughs> land it on the Breaking Vinyl Wall of Fame? Uh,
1: that is uh, number twelve, bottom of the list. Unfortunately, Oops. under Iron Maiden's "Reach Out."
0: This is better than "Reach Out." No <laughs> way. <laughs> Dude, you know what it sounds like? It sounds like a dark lager, right? Like it should be like a like a fall beer
2: from Germany. All right, let's move on. The only reason I even gave this a 10 is because I could see it being under like the credits of a movie.
0: Yeah, uh eight millimeter with a uh, fucking <laughs> the cage. <laughs> the cage. That's a scary fucking movie. Uh okay, let's get into it. Uh favorite song, uh favorite track track you cut for me. Uh, My favorite song on this was Billie Jean. It's fucking awesome. And the song I would cut would obviously be Lady of My Life because it is a piece of fucking shit. (laughs)
1: Dave, what do you got? All right, favorite track is Beat It. Uh, It's awesome. It's got Van Halen. You know, what else do you want? Um, I would cut Lady of My Life. It's boring. It's not as good as the rest of the songs.
0: Piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's a piece of shit. (laughs) Yes, and you got <laughs> oh my god!
2: <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, my favorite track is Human Nature.
0: <laughs> you would be, you would be. You're so gay. Stuck Stop. in Stop Human Nature. Stop. 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 <laughs> human
2: Nature. You picked Human Nature. Yeah, Go I ahead. love that song. I think that's the best song on here. It's not. Uh, it's not the track the track I would cut is baby be mine only because I like the baseline in lady in my life better than I like the baseline in baby be mine.
0: You are fucking, you are insane. You're insane. So baby in my life is worse than fucking that other piece of shit. And fucking human nature is better than thriller beat it or "Billie Jean. Step into my office. You're out of your mind. All right. Uh, Fee. What do you got?
3: Well, you're only going to like fifty percent of this. Then okay. uh, my my favorite track was Pyt. I found myself
2: getting down with that the most. Oh. This week. Uh, that would have been my that was second on my list. Yeah, that is
0: worse. That is worse than Ed's pick. That oh, is wait. worse than Ed's no pick. You are way. officially under Ed today.
3: All right, go. <laughs> but I'm I'm back I'm back above Ed because I'm cutting Lady in My Life.
0: Okay, okay, I'm going to call that a wash. That's a wash. <laughs> That's a wash. Oh, fuck you two. All right. Seamus just hit a fucking telephone pole. He just like literally, you guys just may me- kill nope.
2: the listener. Okay? No. Nope. Seamus is going to side with me and he's going to be bashing you.
0: No, okay. Okay. <laughs> Look,
2: I love Seamus. Seamus, just so
0: you know, Seamus, you and I have a have a kinship that you don't even know i i look forward to you every week okay let's do um member we would replace member we would can i've got a great one i am taking eddie van halen off of beat it for the solo and i am replacing him with one randy rhodes i would like to see what kind of finger tapping he would bring to that song i think he would do a wonderful job dave what do you got
1: all right. Uh, this band is all absolute top-notch musicians. Uh, that they used a, a whole stable of players, the guys from Toto and and other studio guys and everything. But but all all excellent. Um, there's not really any weak points here. Uh, but let's for fun replace bassist uh, Lewis Johnson with Rick James, bitch. Rick James,
0: bitch. All right, I like it. I like it. Someone who I uh, would guess has smoked crack cocaine.
1: Oh, I would imagine so.
2: Oh, you have not seen the Rick James documentary. Yeah, you yeah. have got to
0: see
3: that. Dude, you guys
0: don't know what you're missing. I mean, I can never go back, but jeez. All right, uh, Ed, what do you got? <laughs>
2: Certainly not crack cocaine. <laughs> okay.
0: Freebase a little better.
2: Oh, God. Uh, so I'm with Dave. Um, I'm sorry. I'm with Des, sorry. Uh, I would... Take out Eddie Van Halen, and I would just let Steve Lukather rip a solo. No. He is a monster guitar player. Terrible. Terrible. Pick someone else. (laughs) Pick someone else. Yeah, because, yeah, he only recorded everything on this album. Shut the fuck up, guys. Get
0: creative. Give us a guitar player. Give us a guitar player that you think could do something, an icon.
2: Steve Lukather's not an icon?
0: Well, I mean, it's not very imaginative. No, but it's what I want. So shut the fuck up. Nice. Nice. I'll take that. I'll take that. Pete, give us a guitar player or whatever you want.
3: Well, that's what I was going to do is give a guitar player, but you know, I was going to go the easy road and just say, let Eddie do the whole album or let Steve Lukather do the whole album. Doesn't fucking matter to me, but (laughs) you know what? Let's, let fucking Warren Demartini do the album. See fucking how he yeah. does.
0: Okay, I like it. And I'm going to add one for Ed. We're going to go George Lynch. There you go. Oh,
2: no. God, no.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, let's just do some quick final thoughts and we'll score this bitch and we'll move on with our lives. We'll move on with our Saturdays. Uh, thriller. Epic album. little slice of my childhood. This one is pushing... Uh Dave, can you just quickly tell me what I gave Purple Rain?
1: All right. You gave Purple Rain a score of 73.
0: Oh, my God. Dude, was I smoking crack on that thing? <laughs> Apparently. I really
1: want to re- revisit that one. Over yeah. the place. You scored it what the longest of out of all of us.
0: Holy shit. All right. So Purple Rain is probably a 90.1. In reality, I don't know what happened that day. It was smoking crack. This is 89.9. It's just a little worse than fucking
2: Purple Rain. Your ADD kicked in. And you were so upset about the electronic drums. You uh, wanted to give it a zero. That's <laughs> fucked up, man. That's fucked up. I put Purple Rain in the 70s. What a fucking loser. All right. So what? what did you? what's your final score for
0: Thriller? 89.9. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fix that just so you guys know. First Groundhog Day. That's the one that's getting fixed. Dave, what do you got?
1: Okay, this album is uh, pretty untouchable with with the size of the hits. Um, You know, Michael Jackson was one of the biggest stars on the planet, um, even before Thriller. I mean, he had, you know, we didn't talk at all about, you know, he was a megastar in the Jackson 5 back in the 70s, and he stepped out on his own uh, for his solo career and had success And so he was a big star before this album. And then once he made this, you know, he was right up there with, with the biggest stars on the planet. Um, He made a soundtrack to the 1980s, Uh, even though the album is not entirely cohesive. uh, I I found that a little weird, just the disparity between, you know, thriller and then the, the Paul McCartney song, and then just like straight up the funk songs and, It doesn't really have a lot of glue uh, to tie it all together, except maybe just the Quincy Jones production. Um, But it's it's a classic album that's undeniable. My score is 85.
0: Nice. I like that score. Ed, what do you got?
2: All right. This song, like Dave said, it is the soundtrack of the 80s. This album, it is just off the charts good. Uh, everything about it, the production, the musicianship, the songwriting, everything about it is just as close to perfect as you can get. And because of that, I gave it a close to perfect score. And I gave this 97 once. Wow.
0: That's a little high. V, you're shaking your head like you agree. What do you got?
3: I do agree. Okay. Um, In in the interest of Thanksgiving, I was – I'm thankful that this album exists. Oh, I'm thankful to Dave for picking it. And I'm thankful to new Te- technology for being able to listen so, so much better than I was in the past, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, and I might get killed for this, but I don't fucking care. Out of the closet into the streets for me with my music. When I put no. up three albums that we listen to on this show that are kind of in my top 10 albums of, well, top 25 albums of all time. Rats Out of the Cellar. Michael Jackson's Thriller. In AC/DC's Back in Black, I'm going to listen to Rat more than anyone, so I, I can't go higher than Rat, but I have to go higher than AC/DC's Back in Black, and for that reason, I'm giving it a ninety-seven.
0: Ninety-seven, wow! So you two just fucking whew, pitching a tent tent on oh. this one. Uh, yep. Ed, please calculate those scores and tell us how many watts Michael Jackson's Thriller is pushing today.
2: All right, so Michael Jackson's Thriller is a, pushing out a powerful 92.22 watts right
0: and dave where does that land on the breaking vinyl charts
1: that puts us at number four on the charts just under acdc's back in black and just over alice cooper's welcome to my nightmare pretty good spot
0: Yes, I agree. That's a really yeah. good spot for this. Poor Purple Rain got fucking porked. It was my fault. By you. Oh, fucking loser. <laughs> ruining the show. Ruining the show. Uh, okay. Um...
2: Listen, Des, I've been saying you've been ruining the show for, for the, every episode. So I don't know why it took so many for you to finally accept it.
0: <laughs> okay, you're right. You were right the whole time. Okay, Sophie, <clears throat> um, your album picks have been horrible. Up till now. Okay. Uh, terrible. Food writers <laughs> suck ass. Uh, John Taylor sucked ass. Uh, dude, Andy it's just been Taylor. One, Fuck you. Andy Taylor just been one ass sucking after another. Ass sucking after another.
2: Maybe he likes to suck ass.
0: One tip dipped in fucking peanut butter and kitty litter every week that I have to fucking adore Please tell us and the listeners what album we'll be listening to and discussing next week.
3: You know you're you're fucking lucky. I'm not a real asshole like Ed, uh, because I I saw Ellie Goulding in concert the other night, and I, no. I should go. I should no. fucking go there just to just to fucking dick you over. But uh, I would veto no.
0: that. I would veto <laughs> that. That would not happen. <laughs> but no.
3: Um. I'll tell you, my wife's a big, 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 big fan of this band. We just got oh, tickets hey, to hey. see them They're oh, out here in uh, Super Bowl weekend in February. The name of the band is the Black Crows. Fuck you, Dez. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. and we're gonna yeah. we're gonna do their first album, Shake Your Money Maker. Oh, dude, nice.
0: this is a fucking great album. I'm so excited for this. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm I just, love it. You're you're all like mental.
2: Oh, his wife likes this fucking band. Oh, oh
0: fuck, fuck, whoa, wait.
2: Black yeah. Rose? Fuck, yes.
0: Yeah. I love it. I love this <laughs> album. But uh, just so everybody knows, I have the next pick, and I am going to pick an album that is going to polarize this panel and tear this fucking fabric of love to pieces that I'm sure yes. you're all sick of. So next week, it's going to be fucking Murderer's Row. It's on. A- Okay, so uh, everybody, uh, guys, great show again. Thanks. Without you guys, the show is shit. It would just be me here fucking admitting inappropriate things for an hour and a half. (laughs) Uh, The grassroots continue as we have picked up new listeners in Saudi Arabia. So I would like to welcome our new Saudi listeners to the Breaking Vinyl family. Welcome, guys. And this week on our sister podcast Hey, did you ever see that movie? We'll be discussing Trading Places. So if you like movies, you like to laugh, uh, go check that out. It's Hey, Did You Ever See That
1: Movie. Oh, good movie. Super
0: inappropriate. I don't even know how we're going to talk about this movie.
1: Good movie. Mm -hmm.
0: Good movie. Really inappropriate. So that's it. Until next week, uh, take the albums out of the sleeve. Let the music breathe. See you later. Bye-bye.
3: Adios. Later.